Okay. All right. I want to welcome everybody here to Train Lab Strong podcast number six. I've uh, been super blessed to uh, have been able to bring together a lot of neat people here, and uh, no exception this morning. Have uh, two wonderful people right here in front of me. Have uh, Raymond, the highlight reel, Daniels, and uh, his beautiful wife, his better half, uh, Colby Northcutt Daniels here. So, Ray, Colby, hello. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's awesome, awesome to be here and take part of it. Yeah, well, people don't know that you stood me up this morning, Ray. Uh, coach, I'm telling you, Coach, that was a miscommunication. I would never, I would never do that because you, you want me to tell you why I would never do it, Coach? Because I know eventually I'm going to have to come and see you again in the garage. And I do not want you to take that out on me, Coach. <laughs> so I will – I did. I did take it that way, but Colby says if you would have let me read the message, I would have tra- been able to translate that. I knew he meant for us to meet him in the garage. I was like, I didn't understand. I thought he wanted to do the interview early, so I showed up here. But I was here. We were here at yeah, nine we a.m. Right before anybody even got here. We were in the parking lot. It was around eight fifty something, and we were here waiting for you, Coach. But so I apologize about no, that. No apology. <laughs> you know what, Colby? Great, mi- great minds think alike. Yeah. The only reason I need to text you guys yeah. is because when I got back from training this morning. Mm-hmm. I told you guys I was racing. I was doing 3,000 yards in the pool this morning, oh. and uh, I was crushing it because I wanted to get back by 9. I got home, made my drink, stood out at the window looking out there, and I, I didn't see the, the car drive up. And uh, so about 9.17, Monica says, uh, Rain Colby here? And I said, no. And she said, he misread your text. He thinks he's supposed to be at the training lab at nine. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think of it. So this goes to show you that you, you women are always right. Yeah, you know that's what the I'm truth. saying. It, it, if you would have let me read it. I would have translated it into okay. So we'll pick up training sessions next week, Monday and Thursday. I would have picked up or Tuesday and Thursday. I would have picked up on that. Yeah, but so okay. I apologize about that, Coach. 100% my fault. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going to reschedule for tomorrow, so it's all good. Yes, sir. All right, and, uh, and you're just rolling. Well, you know what? We're just kind of rolling into it right now. Uh, you got some neat plans coming up here, and we're kind of just rolling into the camp. Uh, we just got back together this week. So why don't you tell us all about that, Ray? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back uh, going into the camp. It's uh, it's a it's a love hate relationship to get it back going, you know, <laughs> to have to get back into the groove of things because uh, I, I know the type of work that you have to put in uh, in order to to get yourself prepared and mentally prepared. So, uh, you know, it's a lot, it's like a light switch though. Once I flip it, I'm I'm, I'm ready to go and. Uh, it's it's crazy because no matter how great a shape I, I come in, whether I'm at the beginning or the end of the camp, uh, so to speak, uh, I'm always being humbled every time I go into the garage and into that setting. It's a it's a it's a I don't think I've ever had the same workout twice. Um, so I never know what to, to expect when I'm pulling up. And Colby and I always give each other a look when we pull up and we park <laughs> and, and we kind of survey that we survey the scene to see kind of what you got sitting out so we can kind of mentally prepare ourselves for for what's to come but we look at ourselves and we're like okay we gotta we gotta get through this but then every time we leave uh we, we smile we give each other a high five and a kiss and we say we made another one that's right <laughs> that's right but uh, you know the best part of the garage is leaving the garage huh? yeah exactly yes, but sir. uh actually really i'd say that the best part is really when you walk out there whether it be uh on a mat combat sports wrestling mat or in a fighting cage it is the almost unsurreal intangible confidence that you have knowing that your opponent simply cannot and will not be able to go into the waters at which you can swim and that that is a subtle confidence they've been calling it now the train lab edge 
and a lot of competitors are actually starting to understand that. Like, I might guess it. I'm almost afraid to find out where this person can actually go because I don't know if I'm really able to test myself. And you've kind of experienced that. You've all, you've been on top for a lot, a lot of years. And when you came to me with uh, Milan, you said, hey, coach, um, you know, I've been on top for a long time, but uh, I want something more. And uh, so that's what happened. Yeah, I, uh, when I first came to you, I was, uh, you know, I, w I was a world champion in, in kickboxing and for martial arts and stuff, and and I knew I was I was going to take on a new challenge in the in the in the May world, and um, but I always felt like there was there was there was something a little bit uh, a little bit missing, you know, during throughout my training, um, and uh, as an athlete, uh, you know where you're at and what you're. What, what you think that you're capable of. And I always thought that I was at the actually in the peak shape and peak performance throughout my entire career. No one could tell me that I was not an in shape athlete. And uh, those 20 mile death marches. Yeah, right? That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so now that 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 I experienced when I came with Milan and I experienced my first training camp. And mind you, that was only I think we only had three, three weeks, four uh, weeks. It was maybe. short time. It was, it was a very, short time, a very short time period. And, and going out and being able to perform at the level that I was able to perform at, I had never experienced that throughout my entire 20-something odd years of, of, of professional combat sports. I, I have never felt that way. And then now to have my, my second camp here and uh, walking out to the actual fight for these last two fights that I've had under the training lab banner, um, being training lab strong, I have never felt a sense of sheer just confidence and just belief in myself and my ability that I've been prepared uh, in every way, shape, and form imaginable. And that I know, I, I and people wonder why like I walk out with this big, huge smile on my face yeah. is because I know that my opponent has not experienced even a tenth of what it is that I've had to put myself through in order to get here. And the feeling that I go out with is it's it's it, it's hard for me to explain it to people and to put it into uh, in terms. I've never had anybody honestly challenge my true athleticism um, like like that happens to me here. So for me as an athlete, again, I've always considered myself in shape, but I've never had anybody pull my athleticism out of me during training. And so when I go into a fight, Oh, it's I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because of how great I feel when I'm walking out there uh -huh. and just the sheer confidence. I already know that I'm going to win, but now I'm able to go out and I'm able to show everybody my true athleticism. I'm able to show them the true beauty of my art. Like people saw me do that 720 punch knockout and they were like, oh my gosh, what was that? What would it get like fifty million views or something? I don't yeah. know what it was. <laughs> so like, Bellator should have gave you a bonus right there. Something, something. <laughs> so it's like people weren't able to, able to see that before. Mind you, that was in an MMA fight. Most of my fights are, are have been three minutes fights. That was four minutes and thirty seconds into a fight, which I had never really fought a five minute round fight before. So that's a longer fight during a longer time period than I've ever fought before. But that was because I was training here and able to pull out. A high octane move like that that takes a lot of energy um, in order to do a move like that but I still felt fresh um, so uh, people thought that I was scary facing me before when I was training and didn't really know what I was going on uh, now there's a method to my madness oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, I feel like it's a whole different level now yeah you know what and uh, the, neat, the neat part is is uh, you and Colby too have uh, basically delved into the entire program a lot of people listen they go oh well they train hard 
but there's a lot of people out there who train hard. And uh, actually, too many of them train too hard too often. But you've embraced the entire program here that we have facilitated, which, I mean, we went with the nutrition. We went with the supplementation. We went with the entire four rings of recovery. And this has been able to help in a very high level with not just yourself, but like Colby. Colby, you did uh, that fight. You dropped down, what, 135 uh, for the last fight there for one. And uh, you were walking around at a weight that you'd never really been able to walk around at before. Yeah, I mean, just like Raymond said, I mean, you said it perfectly. I've always considered myself in shape and an athlete. I mean, I come from a family of in shape. I have in shape parents, my brothers. But, I mean, yeah, I – I mean, if you're going to do something, do it a thousand percent. So just like you said, doing everything in its entirety with the supplementation, the nutrition, the strength conditioning, the entire program here, recovery, taking days off, training too hard. That was something that we were we were always having that mentality of, okay, if you're not training too hard, not pushing yourself to where you're going to break, then you're not working hard enough. It's mm -hmm. like that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm – you completely changed my physique, my outlook, my entire mentality, 1,000% of what it means to be a professional fighter and athlete, like hands down. Yeah. I think well, uh, we, a lot of people don't trust the process. It's like imagine a doctor that says, I have this tablet. It's going to cure you, but I'm only going to take – if you got to take this tablet every day. got to take all of it, you know, but you only take half of the tablet. You know, uh, mm -hmm. just trusting the process here, you know, trusting the process of everything that, you, that you've given us. I remember actually her in her fight, and she was uh, trying to armbar and triangle this girl. And then in the second round, she's like, oh, she's like, my legs. She's like, I feel them burning a little bit. I was like, oh, it'll, it'll come back to you. I was like, it'll come back. I was like, it's just, right I was like, it's just like, it's just like our training. And sure enough, she went, she mm -hmm. stood up for the second round, legs fresh like a million bucks and went out there and, and finished the fight so strong. But again, yeah, it's just trusting yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah what did you throw? Like, I don't know how many kicks did you throw? Like hundreds? No, no, no. That was a lot of there kicks. Was a lot, was a lot of, of kicks. submissions <laughs> I threw up too. That was a whole lot in that fight. Yeah. And to be honest, um, all of my other fights beforehand, um, all of my wins have actually have gotten submissions um, or finishes. So that was actually the first time I've ever gone a full 15 minutes before. I've never mm -hmm. gone the full distance of five minute rounds, 15 minutes. And that was a great feeling to know that, hey, I, I did it. And it was not as hard as I had it in the back of my mind. Like I could keep going if I needed to. Yeah. Well, I remember the perception you had to make that weight too, as yeah, to yeah. how you're going to walk around. And we, we spent what? Four or five months working with refractometers. I know mm -hmm. I did on my back end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the way we were actually able to bring you in and actually Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, was having, you know, I was so hydrated. It was unreal. I mean, obviously, with one, you have to pass those hydration tests twice and weigh in twice. I mean, I'm truly walking around at that weight, fully hydrated, completely 100%. It couldn't have gone any better. It was very easy, too. I mean, the whole process wasn't easy, but, I mean, the weight and the hydration, everything, like, the way you have it down to a science, you made it easy for me. It and was, to be honest, people are in disbelief when they see the actual her actual weight they don't realize she actually does not cut any water weight at all yeah. they're like there's no way that she's that big and that lean and that strong like she shouldn't be in that division and that's usually like kind of like the feedback we see on, online all, all day it's like well you guys don't understand that the 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 program that she's in you don't understand the sacrifices that she makes in order to make sure that she just walks around at that weight and does not uh, dehydrate herself or anything she's actually right. making it water weight and making it weight wise so that's the best of all the worlds yeah i mean yeah. You, you basically set the standard if people would pay attention mm -hmm. with a validated refractometer because right. hydration is kind of a 
well, everybody talks about it, but they don't really know what they're looking at. But when you look at a refractometer and specific gravity readings, mm -hmm. there's the proof is in the pudding right there, sweetheart. You had the readings. They were right there. But it was interesting how towards the end, when you weren't sure if you should take in any more fluid, I and I yeah. told Juan, give it to her. Mm -hmm. And when the weight came down, you actually ended up with a better refractor meeting yeah, than without it. Yeah, like I said, it couldn't have gone any easier, any better. It was like I wouldn't change a thing. It was perfect. I think that's like with anything. When somebody has that first time doing something, you have that 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 doubt, that uncertainty. Like, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, am I gonna make the weight? Is this is this this water reading gonna be right? You know, I I remember, uh, you know, just how we're going through, you know, just uh, making our weight and stuff like that. You think that the again, it's the that trust the process. You think, oh, this isn't gonna work. I know how my body responds in a certain way. I should I should have to work a little bit harder in order to make sure my weight is on point. But you actually don't really have to. And so it's a, it's amazing that uh the the thought process the science and and that goes behind what it is in order to make sure you are prepared to the best of your ability i remember going out before i met you guys and making weight and dehydrating myself so much you almost dizzy sick, sick falling the, the, over was it yeah, yeah for about six hours after your weigh-in he was one. projectile vomiting repeatedly for about six hours you weren't able to intake and keep down any kind of food or or drink yeah she had to wake me up in the middle of the night just to give me water like mm -hmm. hey you need to when i stopped throwing up and i wasn't able to eat i wasn't able to drink because i had dehydrated oh. myself to the point so much that when i tried to rehydrate i literally projectile vomited everything that i would put into my body for the first like six hours and then it, it was a it was a is the first time it had ever happened it was doing doing one of my title defenses mm, yeah and uh and she just kept waking me up every like hour on the hour here drink this yeah drink now this you're drinking well this last fight you drank uh, <laughs> almost a gallon the day before and ate yeah. and and came in and made weight just fine with room to spare uh, how's was, that happen I was, it was crazy the, <laughs> la the last i was walking i was walking to the weigh-in i was drinking electrolytes i'm just chilling i had an apple i was eating everybody's like what are you doing i'm like i'm fine i'm like this is and, and my coaches literally can't believe how easy i make my weight all i do is uh i just work out i just i just do a basic workout um i remember when i was in uh london or no we were at birmingham yeah we, we were in birmingham, birmingham that when you did the 720 and yeah when i did the 720 punch and, I, and i'm working out just doing normal workouts today before weigh-ins and i tell my coach i'm on weight he's like there's no way i was like no i was like i i was like I, i'm on weight right now you know after i finish uh working out and he's like there's no way so he takes me upstairs he's like get on the scale and i was uh think one like I was like 170 like I was like 172 I was like 0.6 over. over or something like that and then so I text coach Cal and I'm like hey coach uh, I'm 172 he's like oh great you can have you know this this amount of water and electrolytes and da 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 I'm like are you sure coach I'm like I'm like are you sure coach he's like yeah this is my first fight with coach Cal he's like he's like yeah have you eight ounces of water and have this and this I'm like coach I weigh in tomorrow like <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm used to trying to like not eat for like 24 hours, <laughs> no water for the net for at least 12 of those 24 hours. Right, right. You know, and so it was a uh, it was definitely an interesting experience. That again, uh, even when Colby was going through it for her first time, I just baby trust the process mm -hmm. and it'll all yeah. work itself out. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people out there they wonder what the process is, and it's basically i mean in a nutshell yeah there's a lot of science and a lot of math and stuff goes behind it but really all the answers we're all believers here okay yes, and uh there's right here i have the bible right here the book on my desk right here and all the answers are in there you treat the body the way god intended to be treated 
and it'll give you infinitely more than you ever thought because it was designed by an infinitely intelligent being. And uh, that's some of the things that these guys can't understand. They go and do all these foreign things to the body, things that you would never do to a race horse or a race car, and they expect their body to be able to perform at its optimal level there and not rebel. But you know what? All the answers are there, and um, there's a lot of people who want to know what we do. I'm not really interested in sharing that right now with folks because I have my fellas, and I don't want anybody to compete with my guys <laughs> and my girls. But uh, but you know what? It's uh, it's definitely um, really the, the secret really lies down into all the answers are already there. All we have to do is humble ourselves and respect that. And when we do that, you start to see that from a basically Eucharistic cell standpoint and from basically the levels of organization in the body, the atom to the molecule to the macromolecule, basically moving on up into the tissue, the organs, all coming from maybe a manifest from the cell. And, uh, you know, and that's what I, I like to refer to as the cell blueprint here that we do and uh, that we're going to do actually work with you this afternoon. Um, we just begin the tip of the iceberg. Carlos, I uh, want to let everybody know Carlos Puente okay. Jr., our producer, is right here. Uh, he's the one putting all these together because I, I don't know how to do any of this. Uh, I just kind of stay stationed in front of this mic and, and talk. So, Carlos. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Kyle. Uh, that's, well, Carlos, do you have any questions you want to ask Ray or Colby? Well, Anything? So many questions. I mean, the first thing that I'd want to say or want to ask is garage stories. I'm always interested in the garage <laughs> stories. <man. laughs> Just give me anything that, as soon as you heard Garage Story, give me anything. Garage Story. My first is don't train in there with Rampage and tell him what you had for, for dinner the <laughs> night before. <laughs> yeah, it was on Thanksgiving. We had Thanksgiving. I was uh, telling Rampage. He's like, oh, yeah, how's things out? I was like, oh, yeah, man, I had this, this. Hey, coach, Ray said he had da 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 and start telling on me, man. And coach like, Ray, you had what kind of pie you had? And, it, oh, and Rampage got me some extra work in the garage. So that being said, I told my man Rampage, I was like, buddy, I was like, I, I, I said, I can't never, I can't never share no stories with you, brother. Mm -hmm. Can't break bread with you, Rampage. You're going to be snitching on me. Snitches get stitches, brother. That's it. <laughs> That's so, it. Rampage funny guy. You got, you got a garage story to share? Oh, man. I mean, they're all, I mean, you can't even describe what goes on in there because every single day is different. It's like you're, you're pushed to your absolute breaking point every single time. It's like you wouldn't want to wish that on your worst enemy, let alone, you know, go through it yourself. So, but it's, it's so rewarding, you know, every day when we leave. And then come to fight time. So he doesn't like working out with with Juan in the garage because Juan is such a workhorse. Man, we saw we saw Juan walk up on Tuesday. We're like, dang, Juan's here. He works hard. Like, Juan, works so, Juan works so hard. He, he makes you work so harder. Hard. You're like, dang, Juan's here. And you know, because Juan yeah. has this like. He's a workhorse. I've never seen anybody I've work as hard as him. I've never seen anybody do what Juan Juan does. We've literally had to go in in teams to try to wear him down. Mm -hmm. Like TJ would go, I would go, somebody else would go to try to wear him down to yeah, tire man, him out. So awesome. anytime she sees Juan, she yeah. sees Juan, she's like, Juan's here. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the face. <laughs> yeah, well, in the podcast last week with Juan, I mean, people got to hear Juan. Juan, I've known Juan, been training Juan since basically before he was born. Well, that's why yeah. he's like that. I, uh, I, you know what? No, he's got a great family, and uh, they got a great work ethic, and uh, his brothers, but he's mm -hmm. the bottom basically kind of the food chain mm -hmm. of five brothers and uh, he always had to scrap and his dad didn't put up with any bs if he didn't work hard he mm -hmm. says all right awesome. go pull weeds and now go to hospital hill and run his dad yeah. his dad would take him drop him 15 miles off in the desert and say Ooh. see you home i wow. mean they're 10 years old 
That's tough love. And right uh, there. that def definitely. So one one one's level of mm -hmm. discomfort mm -hmm. is different than most people. Oh, you can definitely see oh, that just see from it. knowing you him. Yeah, he's so, an animal. So, Colby, sure. what's what's next for you? You had a fantastic fight, and uh, what's next for you? Honey? Yeah, I actually um, found out this morning that one championship uh, postponed all their fight cards for the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. So, as of right now, they aren't able to tell me anything. So, in the meantime, just kind of train and get better and, and continue to learn and grow. I'm hoping I'll be able to fight sometime over the summer as, as, you know, as soon as I can. But um, in the meantime, Ray actually has a fight coming up in May. So, we're going to be putting all that focus on him. You know, for the next couple of months, but um, Wait, see May. yeah, um, it's uh, 16th or 29th. Hopefully, that's what that's kind of what's what's in the air right now. So obviously, meantime, getting back into the garage, getting my uh, uh, get myself back in shape. Uh, still continue to learn here at the actual training lab from Mark Munoz, who's actually an amazing coach, and I think he's a uh, a perfect balance. Uh, work being able to work with uh, uh, Juan, with TJ, with Mark, with all the guys here. Perfect balance for what I need for me to uh, transition into this MMA world because obviously my stand-up is from my kickboxing background so um you know the knowledge that uh mark is able to to share on the mat is uh, oh my gosh it's uh, every time i come here i feel like i'm literally getting a brain massage it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, i told mark once i said mark when he first came down moved down from uc davis his first place he and christy stopped was at our house and said okay what do we do and i said mark you have a phd and he said what i, I didn't finish my thesis for my master's and i said no said you have a phd in wrestling go out and share it let everybody know you are the commodity out there he's an infinite book oh of yeah. wrestling and combat sports he's, and uh, he's the raymond daniels of wrestling <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that that's exactly right and so a lot of good synergy going on around here and whatnot and um so well i want to know about your guys uh you guys have a really neat school karate school that you guys do a lot of neat things you tell me about uh, helping out, being able to help kids and stuff like that. Why don't you just tell us about that, Rick? Yes, sir. We have a karate school uh, called World Champion Karate in the city of Orange, uh, California. And uh, there we uh, we like to give back, obviously, to the community and stuff. Uh, and for, for us, we're, we're even though we do this professional fighting side, we're martial artists at heart. And martial arts is about... Um, you know, giving back to the community about passing on your knowledge, uh, you know, to, you know, the next generation's planting a seed. Um, you know, you may never experience the shade from that seed, but someone else will in the future. So we try and pass it forward. So we have our martial arts school. Um, we have our basic martial arts program classes. We also even have an after school program. Um, where kids, uh, we actually pick the kids up from school. Uh, we bring them to the school. They have their snacks. They do their homework. And then their parents come pick them up later in the evening. Um, we started that program because uh, martial arts, um, you know, does does help a lot because it builds, like, the character development and stuff like that. But also, um, a lot of times, there's a lot of studies also that show that kids usually get in trouble from the time that they get out of school to the time that their parents actually get home. Mm -hmm. That's usually the time uh, there's a window uh, for them to to, you know that they're unsupervised so that's how we kind of started our after school program is for uh, something to help out our, our local parents that um, you know in, in being in Southern California it's like both both parents have to work a lot of times or if you're a single parent or whatever the case is it's hard you have to work to live in Orange County. Yeah, yeah to live gosh. in Orange County. Yeah. You you uh, you know the cost of living out here. You're paying for the sunshine, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's raining today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want a yeah. discount this month. <laughs> but uh, so so we started our when we have an after school program and we pick the kids up and it is, it's a good environment for the kids to be in to, to to give them something productive to do after school to keep them in a fun safe environment where they're going to be challenged where they're going to grow individually and uh, 
it, it's one of the most uh, rewarding jo jobs in, in the world, you know, to, to see, uh, you know, uh, it's always interesting to see the questions that come from these little kids. You know, they're very inquisitive, but it's, it's, it's great to, to see that we are inspiring them. We honestly don't even tell them what we do a lot of times as professionals. Most of them don't even Most know. Most of them yeah. don't even know. Uh, I picked up this little kindergartner yesterday, and he just found out I fight because I had my first fight here in Southern California. And his grandpa bought him to see me fight over at the forum. And they, went, they, were, there and they were there. Yeah. They were there live. And so he gets on the bus yesterday. He's like, hey, Sensei. He's like, now that I know you fight, he's like, I watch your, I watch your fights on my mom's cell phone all the time, Sensei. <laughs> you know, so and it's just cute, you know, the little kids. And like like I said, I, we don't advertise what we do because it's we, we try and make it not about what we do but about our program and how it's going to uh, build um, the character development in their child. So it's not about who's teaching. It's about the program. And again, just like here at Training Lab, it's not about, it's about the process of it all. Um, that is what makes us, the athlete, is what makes our school uh, successful over there. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's definitely kind of like, uh, I guess, the Patch Adams philosophy. You know, I, I love that in that movie where they actually show the differences. Treat the symptom, lose the patient treat the patient, lose the symptom. That's and right. people have to understand that. Um, that's, that's one of the things I think that's uh, tough in the professional world today, uh, whether it be in the medical world or even in the uh, you know, business world, is uh, too many people are not looking out for each other. They're not looking out for basically the golden rule, treating others as you'd have yourself be treated, you know? And yeah. Uh, Carlos? Yeah, reciprocity. Yes, yeah, sir. Def definitely. People expecting stuff then for nothing, not trying to balance uh, balance out things in life. That's why I love the I love about being a martial arts instructor. I used to be a police officer in uh, Long Beach for about seven and a half, eight years, and uh, it was a goal I had when I was a really young man. I wanted to become a police officer. I grew up in a in a rough environment. And I always remember seeing the police kicking doors down and taking people to jail. So I wanted to kind of be on the other side of that. I was like, okay, well, let me find out how it is to be on the law enforcement side of this. Um, so I, I, I joined the police department when I was actually 20 and a half, because you can join when you're 20 and a half. And when I graduated, I was 21. And uh, it, was a, it was a goal I set. And, and I thought that by being a police officer, uh, I was going to be able to really help people. And that, that's what you mean about, like, you know, so I thought I was going to be able to help people and prevent them from, you know, say, maybe getting in trouble and different things. But I only really I was a, 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 a first responder. So I was responding to situations that already took place. And then I either had a kid or an adult in the back of my police car and I was able to try and talk to them for what, two minutes, five minutes while, you know, they went through whatever it is they went through and while I was taking them to wherever they needed to go at the time. Um, so. I don't think I was able to have the same, you know, effect that I that I am now at my karate school. Now I'm able to put myself in a position where I make sure kids are never end up in the back seat of that police car in the first place because I'm actually did to able to help them um, at a foundational level where before I was able to try and spit a try a few words of wisdom to hope that it would stick and most likely it wasn't yeah, kind of like throwing paint on the wall hoping it, something sticks exactly yeah. yes sir. you guys have a lot of the same heart though because juan was in here last week with uh talking about but basically um he's actually going to uh, speak to the lady i think it, i think it was this week but uh about working with uh basically underprivileged youth here at the training lab um we have pat lee who uh works with uh basically orange county schools and uh his staff 
working with underprivileged youth and at-risk youth and whatnot. And we all, in the last train lab we had, we let them come in and cost-free and train the guys and do whatever it was. And um, so there's a lot of neat programs that are enveloping around here with regard to that as well. And you know what, Ray, Colby, that was all about is, uh, you know what, it, all those trophies you guys win and everything, they, they collect dust. Yes, sir. It's, it's, we, I call them dust collectors. That's, That's it. exactly what I call them, dust collectors. Yeah, you know what? The legacy's not going to live on unless you pass it on. And uh, you know what? That's what gives purpose. And uh, you know what's really interesting? I've been doing some, uh, I'm just about finish up uh, another high-level course on biochemistry right here. And I really like uh, the course I'm taking online with it. But one of the things that's just totally amazing is if you actually look at the cell, in thirds, you can actually see physiological ramifications on that cell from, yeah, you can see it from a, a genome standpoint, which is basically going to be your micronutrients and the oxygen, the mitochondria, things like that. Then you're going to see another two thirds on how to functionally, efficiently, or its efficacy with regard to toxicities and things like that in the system. But there's actually a third of that, which is actually about endemonic feeling which basically means feeling of purpose, feeling of happiness. Oh, wow. And these doctors get on there and they talk about how somebody has this thyroid issue, or they have this issue here, and they have this issue here, they have this, 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 and this. And they are at wit's end trying to treat it. And time and time and time again, science has shown that the person finds a purpose in life and the symptoms go away. Things that doctors couldn't even do. And I think that that's what we were made to do. In fact, if I read this book right here on my desk, in fact, we are purpose-driven beings. And our purpose is to basically make the world a better place. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, you guys have your platform, Mark Munoz. And I think if people listen to the first five podcasts, they're going to see. Everybody we've interviewed so far has the same sentiment and the same understanding of that. Which is, which is a really cool thing, and that's why I want mm-hmm. Train Lab to be a different thing, Monica and I. We want it to be known for I don't really care if we have the best wrestlers, the best fighters in the world. I'm, I'm going to make sure, the best of my ability, that they can perform at that level. And right now we're doing really well. I think we have right now, since the first of the year, we're 20-0 and 0 in combat sports. Something like that. Um, just on the wrestling end, I mean, Kyle Snyder just went out and just beat the heck in the Pan Ams. Um, against uh, Salad, uh, basically, in the Pan Ams, and he teched him 11-1, to 1, and all the boys on the wrestling are doing well, the fighters are doing well, and, uh, you know, I think God's blessing what's going on here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, it's kind of funny, I was in here talking, uh, actually, about God. Um, I had a client in here, and they said, uh, excuse me, Coach Cal, and I said, well, what can I do for you? And I, I would, last question I've ever thought, they said, are you allowed to talk like that in here? And it took me back. I was like, w- I had to think about it for a second. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, this is my office. <laughs> this is my, this, yeah, this is my, ba- I think I can. I think I can, right? But you know what? Uh, whether, whether whatever it is that you choose to believe, a life without a purpose is a life that's going to be unfulfilled. And you're never going to reach the full potential of the body. Whatnot. So speaking of full potential, what do you guys see in the future, Ray? We got kickboxing crown we got mma yeah. crown what do we see oh for me coach i mean 
Uh, I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm gonna be 40 next month, Coach. Uh, and I feel like now that I've I found Training Lab, I found what I call the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> um, you know, and it, and also in that in that purpose, you know, it's the it's the Fountain of Youth. Um, so I, I'm really excited for this this chapter of, of my uh, professional career. I'm going to obviously have the kickboxing title. I'm entering the MMA world. I plan on uh, within this next year, 2020 and 2021, I plan on uh, obtaining the MMA, Bellator MMA title. And then I'll have the MMA title. I have the kickboxing title. And then I'll just find out whoever the current boxing champion is in my weight class. I'm like, I'm trying to be Mr. All Sport. And they used, all to, have right. a, they used to have a drink called All Sport back in the day. You know, going for the hat trick, all three Canelo, sports. Joshua, whoever exactly. you are. Exactly, whoever you want. You want me to go to heavyweight? I was like, I got coach can get me up there too. We'll get you. you know what I mean? We'll it uh, we'll doesn't make a difference. So I... Uh, yeah, no, that I, I'm really excited for this chapter. I was I was sparring uh, one of my buddies, and he's like, and he, uh, he's in the UFC, and he sparred me, and he went in the middle of the second round. And he's like, man, he's like, I was thinking in the middle of the second round, this guy is almost 40 years old, and I'm 28. How is he able to move around this fast and have this cardio? And the only thing I can explain to him is. I'm training lab strong, but I was like, I've never been able to do it like this before in my life. And mind you, we're fighting five-minute rounds, and and uh, I, I felt amazing. So that's my plan. I already got the kickboxing title. I'm going to take this MMA title coming up pretty soon. And then, honestly, I'll uh, go and get the go boxing ahead. title and, and call it a day and then uh, continue to pass my knowledge on here at the training lab. I got a chance to work with TJ and Juan last night. Um, so even even the big dogs are, are, are coming, and I'm showing them some mm -hmm. of my different uh, – my different perspective of, of my fighting style, some of my cool spin kicks. So I'm looking forward the to PhD. seeing it. <laughs> PhD. PhD, man. Yes, sir. PhD. Yes, sir. So. Well, well, now you get that MMA title. You're gonna, I'm going to open up a little can of worms here. Oh, I, I'm yes, going to do sir. too yes, much sir. here. All right. You get that yeah. MMA title, though, you're going to have to probably meet Michael Venom Page. Uh -huh. uh, now, a lot of people, a lot of people probably uh, wonder how that matchup would come up, but there's there's a little history you've been sharing in the garage between you and Venom Page that people might want to hear about. Yeah, Mike and Mike and I go way back. Uh, we come from the same kind of uh, same sport background. Mike's Mike gets his style and a little bit of his showmanship from for me. He's taking it to obviously a different uh, different place than where I take mine to or whatever, and he's his own person as he should. Um, but I think he gets a lot of his history. We we fought a, a few times uh, on the sport karate mat. We fought probably over. Over a dozen times, and I, I would say, uh, and Mike would agree that I've always, uh, you know, got the upper hand and won those fights. Um, but MMA is obviously a different world. And yeah. that being said, if Mike had the title or I had the title, I think that would be the best point for us to actually meet each other in a match. And I think it would be, uh, I think it would be something special. It would be, it would be great to see somebody that comes from where I come from and us meet each other. And I think that that would be the time and the place if we ever had to meet each mm -hmm. other, uh, for us to meet each other and to challenge each other mm -hmm. and see who is truly the best at our specific skill set right. in MMA. Yeah. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Go ahead, Carlos. Yeah, quick question. So how, how long are the rounds in sport karate and so in sport? In sport karate, they're usually two two-minute rounds. So okay. obviously MMA is a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, you got smaller gloves on, and you're able to hit harder. There's usually breaks, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. there, there's, you hit, and then there's a break. There is no break in, in uh, MMA or yeah. kickboxing for that it, It'll be something to watch if that does come to happen. I yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely be a fun one. But you know what? We talk about you know what the future foretells here, but one of the things that we hold really close to our hearts here at the Train Lab is the proactive care pre-fight, during camp, and post-fight that we're able to offer. And probably the most recent example that comes to me, and my heart just went out, to Joanna. Oh, 
and that hematoma that she sustained mm-hmm. on her forehead and myself understanding some of the little bit of the brain functioning with the reticular activating system and the locus ceruleus, the cingulate cortex, and uh, some of these things that are going to really get messed up and how the doctors basically said, oh, you got a clean, clean bill of health here, so <laughs> you got a clean bill of health, but I mean, literally, she was completely deformed. Yeah. And this here, from a long-term perspective, needs to be practically taken care of. And my heart went out, and I was like, man, I wish that these promoters and these owners would start treating these athletes the way that they treat their sports cars. If their sports car had a dent in the bumper like that, they would have it in the shop. And so I was thinking, you know, I I wish somebody would reach out to her and let her know, you know what, we can help you here. Come on over and same thing with your buddy. uh, We reached out. Yeah. Lovato. Yeah. I I, I just, uh, Rafael Lovato Jr., who was the Bellator uh, middleweight champion. And my heart goes out to him. I've been keeping him. I don't know him super well and personally, but, uh, you know, I've uh, come across him a couple of times, but keeping my thoughts and prayers. I couldn't imagine um, something that we work so hard for, you know, our entire lives. And he's been obviously working a lot of years of his lives and he's finally reached the pinnacle of becoming the actual world champion in something he's dedicated his life to and then having it you know pulled and and stripped away from him and taken not because he decided to but because um for health reasons and for his safety obviously Mm -hmm. um but i think that that's where a lot of fighters um and now I, i i understand as well as the the proactive measures that you take and in the stuff you do before the fight, the stuff do you do after the fight. So um, people don't realize the different scans and stuff that we do here to make sure that we are, are capable of fighting to the concussion protocols that we have here to make sure that we don't have to go uh, through any of that. If anybody is listening to this that knows uh, Mr. Lovato really well, uh, link him up over here with us at Training Lab because I know I, I know Coach, you guys would love yeah. to work with him. And, right. And well, I know I, I know you you reached out to Scott and Scott yeah. was all for it. So I got to give credit to Scott. You know, I yeah. talk about these owners and stuff like that, but where credits due, credits due, and I know that he reached right back out to you really quickly and said, "Hey, I want to treat this kid." Pass yeah. the number on. He definitely, he definitely, and Scott reached out. He contacted me back, and I think it was just uh, Raphael was going through a, a lot, you know, sure. of having to give all that up. So he kind of wanted a little bit of space at the mm-hmm. time and yeah. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully we'll we'll get him in here, um, you know, sooner or later and be able yeah. to help him uh, deal with what yeah. he's going through and maybe get him, uh, you know, possibly get him back to where you know he can yeah. compete again. Well, we, we can. I know we can do it. Uh, with uh, the st- we have a standard protocol here. Nobody has it. Nobody's doing it or using it. But we can actually see beforehand. We can see during. We can see after. There's a time and a place for everything. And, uh, you know, somebody who's injured like that, outwardly like Joanna was out there, I mean, the physical manifestation of it, even though they clear and say, oh, you're okay because you can recite your ABCs or whatever it is, something like that, injured Mm -hmm. like that, it begs for treatment and uh you know a lot of people don't want to do it uh basically because i don't know it might cost them money or whatnot heck if, if joanna needs to be treated come see us all right so, you know what i mean and then the people saw that fight but she had a similar injury her fight before that. she did so yes. that's why it got worse during that fight because if you watch her fight before she had a small hematoma on, mm-hmm. her, on her forehead the fight before she had that and then this one because maybe it wasn't treated properly maybe yeah. the first time it got it was worse this time when she fought 100 percent. i saw that uh Rafael lovato jr is getting ready to defend his jiu-jitsu title for 
F2W, BJJ, I want to say. So maybe we can hook up with them and, and get them on the podcast. Yeah, too. that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. that'd be great to get them out here on the podcast. But I just want to push. I've been very outspoken about taking care of uh, these people. They're people. And that's our number one priority. You know, belts and titles and all that. We got a lot of those. They're nice. But at the end of the day, if they can't walk away from this career and give something back to society and end up, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of people we could talk about, not just from combat sports, but NFL, uh, even in soccer and whatnot with traumatic brain injury and chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And, um, you know, people got to start paying attention that a lot of people are making a lot of money at the detriment of the health in the ages when these people are supposed to be enjoying it. I mean, we have NFL players who come in here who are just barely in their 40s and they can't remember their names. Their wife has to basically tell them what their whole day schedule is, has to tell them exactly where they're going, and they have to call back. And uh, the proven treatments that we have with uh, Dr. Harsh's protocol and the hyperbaric oxygen and basically a lot of the other things that we do. And um, But that also takes me to another point on this uh, proactively addressing a little bit of the coronavirus. And uh, so, Ray, you were telling me, fill me in a little bit about your thoughts on the coronavirus in the in the garage the other day. What's up with that? Yeah, I think it's a it, it, it's a it's a thing that's uh, scaring a lot of people and stuff like that. And um, I I think there's a lot of obviously you, you know there are triggers and stuff like that that are going on. But I think some of the stuff that we're doing here uh, is proactively helping us in, in certain ways. Where how we're we're with our diet, how we're doing with our with our recovery and in, in, in different things like that. Um, and the crazy part is, is that the coronavirus, everybody's scared of it, and how many people it's, it's uh, you know, it's killed. And it, it is something that's a, can be an epidemic. Sure. And but the flu is actually something that's something that kills a lot of people as well over yeah. the years, and even more people than you know, even the coronavirus has done. So, um, I think it's just about you know, uh, being mindful of the things that you're mm-hmm. you're, you're putting into your body. Are you are you also you know? Don't get me wrong, you can catch it, but right. your body can you know can go through this process and, and fight it all off just like it can fight off the flu but if you're not healthy if you're not eating right if you're not uh sleeping right if you're not doing any type of you know sleeping to get your recovery or any type right. of exercising right. in order to keep your body fit if you're smoking and drinking and you're doing things that are damaging to your body i think that it can you know it, it's, oh, it's definitely going to be susceptible the immune system is going to be compromised and uh you know, I was just talking to Mark from O2 here. We did a podcast with him a few weeks ago and uh, have some doctors who actually called us yesterday and said, hey, I have this glutathione tripeptide and that we want to use uh, here. And uh, it's actually the same tripeptide that I use for my guys okay. for glutathione, but in conjunction with hyperbarics. If you can basically do an IV, that would be optimal, a glutathione IV, because basically crossing the blood-brain barrier is going to be the big thing here. Mm-hmm. But as far as immunity goes and the hyperbarics working hand-in-hand together, what happens is, under the gas laws, is that oxygen itself, under certain pressure, becomes liquid. When it becomes liquid, able to actually penetrate all parts of the body. Now we use the number one antioxidant to wash out, basically, the the hydroxyl free radicals, the superoxides, the hydrogen peroxides, and basically going into uh, the enzymes that go along with that, which is superoxide dismutase, catalase, and glutathione peroxidase. And... uh, we're able to facilitate a lot of that through the lifestyle things that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, but I think that's a big thing. And uh, so you know, what? I hope uh, I hope that people listen and, and take heed that uh, yeah, it's it's entertainment out there, but at what cost is that entertainment really? Uh, you know, we don't we don't think about it, but you know, at what cost was entertainment for Prince, 
Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. All the way. What's that? Johanna Jacek. Yes. At what cost is entertainment? And, uh, you know, so um, looking at things from a different perspective, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I see that Dana White's, uh, you know, getting into the football now and started pulling his strings for uh, Tom Brady to come back <laughs> and uh, be quarterback with the Las Vegas Raiders and stuff. And I don't know Dana, but I'm sure he's a good dude, and I'm sure he wants the best for the people. Maybe nobody's just come out and said, hey, I have a solution, and we can help. And, you know, you can get all kinds of different ideas from people all over the world, but very few places actually integrate it so intricately as we can here. And mm -hmm. uh, so – you know, they have that PI there and stuff like that, but they haven't figured it out yet. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, if all you have to do is look at the weight cuts that's going on there yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's terrible. They're darn near killing people. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. and uh, in fact, I think they're real lucky that a couple they haven't died. Because yeah. I know, because their trainers, I had one of them, actually, trainer was in the room in the back when they brought in basically the troops. And uh, he's calling me on the phone saying, I'm not going to mention who because I'm not here to slander anybody. But, yeah, you know, he says, hey, I think he's dying, coach. I think, I think he's dying. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That can't be good. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what? Yeah. There is a right way. Yes, sir. And uh, unfortunately, there are groups out there, which you get texts from. Yes, sir. Who are taking <laughs> advantage of the wrong way. And uh, that's those guys out there who are saying, hey, you know what? You want to drop weight with us? Uh, we'll go ahead and give you the right food. We'll give you the right rehydrate and all that. And uh, I think to your point, Ray, you're like, how are you going to do that? Uh, you know, in five days, you, you don't even know me. Yeah, I think uh, for me, the one of the biggest things that, that I learned is is one when we're here, you're you're treated as a family member. So you and the process takes longer than say a day or two in order to <laughs> it sure you know does. What I mean? in order to do it. So <laughs> we plan uh, it out for months. Yeah. So yeah. so so for me to make the point where where I'm gonna make my weight is planned out uh, weeks upon weeks ahead of time. Uh, and obviously I won't throw any names out there, but then I've received some, you know, some messages since people's trying to slide into the DM uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, hit me up about doing some, some different weight cuts and stuff like that. And I know the, uh, you know, people do it with a lot of different things, but I don't see how you can uh, put together a personal uh, weight cut for somebody to make weight and rehydrate properly. Uh, in a, a couple day period when you don't know what it is yeah. that they've gone through uh, their entire camp, um, which I think would make right. it really hard for um, your body. It, I think it would almost put your body in shock because they're going to take your weight down and it hasn't been a process of your weight drop. It becomes a number. Yes. It, it has nothing to do with a holistic approach to the body. And that in itself is going to be damaging when the blows start coming and things like that. And, you know, I spoke on a previous podcast about how we can actually see the brain bounce off one side of the skull and go on the other side and actually lose voltage conductivity. And uh, so there's there's a number of guys out there, a lot of them actually, uh, one, one had a good response to one of them. They wrote him <laughs> and they said, hey, you want us to do your weight cut and whatnot, we can get you here. And it was, I think it was five days out. Juan said, no, no, I got that down. He says, but please do my opponent. <laughs> he said, please do my opponent, man. I mean, because with Juan, you guys think about Juan. I mean, Juan has world titles in five different weight classes. We've taken yeah. one all the way up to almost 180 pounds to fight. Wow. We've dropped him down to 135 pounds 16 times. Wow. And he's fully hydrated when he steps on the scale. He never has missed a meal. And some people don't understand that when you go through that massive dehydration that a lot of these folks are going through, they go, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to give you this, and this is going to rehydrate you. They use rehydrate as a word that's just tossed out there like, 
something uh, like a jar of marbles because rehydration, if you're truly dehydrated on a cellular level with intracellular and extracellular water mobilization with the sodium, potassium pumps and the calcium pumps and all the things that are going in inside there, actually takes two to three months to actually come back to full hydration if it's done correctly. So mm -hmm. you're going to tell me that you're going to completely turn this guy's cells, and I'll, I'll be real graphic here, into raisins. And then in the next 24 hours, you're going to tell those cells that are now raisins to become plump, juicy grapes and be able to perform. But the way the body works is it says, yeah, I'll give you plump, juicy grapes three times the normal size of a grape because you almost killed me once. So guess what I'm going to hold now? And how many of you guys have seen here the edema from those weight cuts? The edema, the swelling, the eyes, the ankles. I've actually gone through a coach. I was telling Kobe just recently about this. Uh, uh, I was saying, I was I was looking at old pictures from my my uh, pre-training lab uh, pictures of my fights, and I was like literally swollen, like just like. I'm like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? Like, look at, look at how I look. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm I was in shape obviously, but I didn't think it at the time until I saw pictures of me, um, after my fight or going out for my fights for these last two fights that I've had with training lab. And you can look at any of my entire fights. Um, when I started doing um, weight cutting and stuff like that, because when I, my younger day, I didn't even know about weight cutting, to be honest. I just I just went and fought whatever weight I walked in the scale, and I was just like, let's do it. And I felt strong there, too. So, but, uh, uh, you know, I felt good there. I felt good. I just walked in the scale. I never did a weight cut thing until uh, after I ruptured my Achilles is when I really started doing it a little bit more. Um, but, yeah. I, it's a total different body. You can you can see a total difference, and you can actually see it in my my cheeks. You can see it in my my belly, and my chest. You can see just see how swollen I am, and how my body just like super absorbed all of this. And I yeah. and, and even when I when I'm out there, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I I was winning those fights. I didn't feel as strong. I didn't feel like I was going to be performing my best. I felt like I have to find a way to push through this as opposed to now when i go out and fight i'm like oh it's like a vacation and i get to go out and show everybody how hard i've been that's working it, so, that's it you and, know, uh, so. and you know what let the other person try and keep up with you exactly let them try so. and keep up and know uh, what's going to happen is that central nervous system is going to shut down largely due to the hyperfluidity because of the rehydration and not to mention all the lord knows awful things that they're putting in in those uh Rehydration, goodie bags, and the things like that that they're but putting even, back in. Even, even the proper foods to yeah. eat, like uh -huh. you know what I mean. Previously, I remember telling you <laughs> what I ate, what I ate, mm -hmm. and uh, you looked at me like, "Yeah, let's not do that anymore." <laughs> 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 you was just like, "Yeah, let's not do that." I was like, "I like to eat this. Is this is usually my meal that I eat?" And you're like. Yeah, we don't want to eat that. And I was like, okay, coach, that was my traditional food that I ate before. Uh, yeah, it was like, I, yeah, it was some pasta. No, I was like, it's a, nice. I was like, yeah, you know, I got to carve up with some pasta. And you're like, yeah, no pasta, Ray. I was, <laughs> I was not like, that one. Like, no. not no, no, that is not the one, Ray. I was like, not oh, that one. Hurt my feelings, but I thought it was, I thought it was magical. I thought it was, it was my key to victory, coach. Uh, but uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll go close out here soon. But, Colby, I want to hear what the, what you see in the future. What do you see? I know some of your family's thinking about coming back, fighting, possibly yeah, coming yeah. down. Um, about you? Yeah. Um, I'm obviously on a little bit of a, you know, pause right now for myself. So just training in the meantime and just continually growing and getting better. Um, Sage, as you know, is still dealing with 
injuries with his face. I know that he just recently got another CT last week. I believe he's waiting on the results mm -hmm. to kind of see. He's still feeling some pain and discomfort, so we're going to try to get to the bottom of what that is. But um, he, I believe, did move down here to L.A., I think, I think permanently from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case and he's here, then when he's able to train, we're going to try to get him in here. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, I, nice. you know, Ray knows I've been bugging him about it for months to get him in here when he's ready. So that's the, that's the goal. Yeah. And, then, uh, and you told me that if done correctly, he does his best at 155. Oh, yeah, he's never lost at 155. Um, when he was in the UFC, all those fights, like 9, 10, whatever it is, fights at 155, I mean, obviously you're going to fight where you have your best attributes. 155, he never lost. He was um, fast in shape. Um, the only time he's ever lost, only three times, is when he fought twice up at 170 and then that last time at 185, which should oh not goodness. have happened. Yeah. So, 185, that um, was that? Yeah, so with one championship, you know, they don't have weight cuts and they yeah. have the hydration test, so – him saying, you know, he's technically it's it's at 170, but you get to weigh in at 185, but you have to weigh in at 185 hydrated. He's drinking a full gallon of water before weigh-ins yeah. and is weighing in 183 with yeah. how much water a full yeah. gallon is. You well, know? gallon's so, eight pounds right there. There you so. go. So, you know, two days in a row after having all that, I mean, perfect hydration test, fully hydrated, fully fed, yeah, everything, barely 183. They, they made him take it yeah. twice because his hydration was so clear that they thought that it was rigged and cheated, that he had to do it twice. Yeah, it was so, so it, it, it was just like water. They were like, the, no one's no one's is like so this. That's which in itself is it's problem, dangerous which too. Which is a problem that, but I mean, that's also that us, hyponatremia right That's there. us not knowing. And so yeah. that fight he had with one was last May, and that was before I was with you guys. That was right when we were coming to the training lab, right around right. May time. Yeah, it was eight years it right was because like, I just had my first fight. He fought uh, about two weeks after you, a week yeah. or two after you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we didn't know, but, you know, he obviously has been, my whole entire family, dad included, have been seeing what we've been doing here um, with how I felt and how my camp has been going and just seeing, like, the change in me that um, I know that when Sage does – does come back he's obviously going to go back down to 155 where it's his natural weight and he's going to do it right because i know that when he makes weight at 155 i mean it's it's a little bit of a struggle but you're the mad scientist yeah <laughs> so well, you can i don't you can i don't get know it right. how they got that i think joe rogan we've heard mathematicians we've heard all sorts I, of stuff I, but you know, i can see that i can see the mathematician but you know <laughs> since no. Maybe it's because they have nine kids. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, having that face injury, obviously him laying off on training, he has lost some muscle mass, and so he's walking around, you know, with less muscle, and he sees, okay, I know I can make 155 easy now. Yeah. Um, so when it does come time for him to want to come back, I know that to do it properly, you'll have to do it with you. I, so I, I would honestly love to see him work with you because – I feel, the He's huge a I feel the huge difference of what you've made with me, and I feel like my cardio, is, anybody ever faced their cardio is, is not even close. I have never met anybody with the type of cardio and work ethic that Sage has. So if I see what you've done Juan with me. Juan is right there, too. Oh, yeah, Juan, yeah, Juan, yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah like, when that's I say Sage Juan, not but that's knowing like, that's like and having anybody guiding he's, him. He's like, he would be up there with, like, a Juan level nice. of how hard he works. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or. So he's just mm -hmm. a workhorse. You tell him to do it, he's just going to do it. And um, yeah. so I would love to see the results of him getting down to 155 with uh, the training lab behind him. Yeah, well, I, I made some I calculations saying. with uh, you know, the other – a little while back, you mm -hmm. gave me some numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I went in, I calc. I said, it's just my nature. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just my you give him some math, and he's like, oh, yeah. let me figure nature. out this equation yeah. real quick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it did look feasible. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked feasible and, uh, and safe. Uh, Good. You know, obviously, we have to test and see if mm -hmm. it. 
everything comes out to be that way. But when mm-hmm. that time comes, it'll be oh, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's just healing up. I know that we got that 90-day period of waiting. So I'm hoping to fight in the summer, and he's hoping to be able to fight again towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So Now the women's one, do they have a champion? They have a 105 champion, a 115 yeah. champion. They do not have a 125 champ. Well, they do. She's sitting right here in front that's of me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's my goal. That's exactly right. Um, so obviously, I don't know how many fights it will take, but um, yeah. I would obviously that's that's my goal to be the first women's flyweight champ for one oh, yeah. for MMA. And obviously, you know, one has Muay Thai and kickboxing. So there's yeah. so many different avenues for me with one that I can pursue. So um, a lot of big goals ahead <laughs> <It's a great laughs> for fit. sure. That, that last yeah. one a goal without a plan is, you know, kind of like a dream, but a goal yeah. with a plan becomes reality. That's right. That's exactly and, uh, right. So, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Bef- real quick before I before I close here, and I'll let you guys close, is uh, I want to take an opportunity to thank those people who endorse us here. Mm-hmm. Um, every week I've been doing it, and I always felt kind of cool doing it because I listened <laughs> to Ben Greenfield do it, and I thought, oh, man, that sounds pretty cool. But, but he does it with these interesting voices and stuff like that, and I, I don't really have too much in the voice accent. But uh, <laughs> basically we want to thank uh, – the endorsers, and uh, I've explained before that we don't, we don't, Monica and I don't believe in sponsorships. Uh, sponsorship has too much of the connotation of uh, being a puppeteer to get you to say and do things that you don't necessarily believe in mm-hmm. because they've got you basically dependent upon a lifestyle that they're sustaining, and if you don't do what they want, then they're going to pull the plug. Right. And uh, I would just, Monica and I, we just, we'll, if we endorse somebody, we want with a virtue. We want to say we believe in what you do. You believe in what we do. Let's work together to make the world a better place. So we believe in the United States Marine Corps. We believe in the United States and the troops and uh, the men and women out there fighting. Uh, one of our, our biggest endorsers is the United States Marine Corps. We love having them here. And uh, so I hope they're getting the chance to listen to these podcasts because without fail, we've been thanking them and uh, for everything in our country. Um, basically what these men and women do um, to let us do what we do every day. And, uh, you know, too many of us forget about that. I want to thank uh, Steve at Legacy Builders. Um, every week, he's a great support for the boys uh, for many years now in the fighting game, but he has a huge construction company. His wife, uh, Grace, have just been wonderful supporters and endorsers. We do hear Gus, Quality Environmental, right? Nick Carlos isn't going to have to do a voiceover on that one. I got it. <laughs> Gus has been so fantastic about helping us build out the training lab here. Um, I think folks would be really surprised if they came by and said this used to be just a warehouse yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's actually in it. And uh, Gus has just been fantastic. Uh, Pristine Hydro, uh, Glenn and Ginger out there, obviously you know that we support that. So one of the first things I changed with you guys was the water, and it's because mm-hmm. I know what goes into the water. And uh, it's the most voluminous volume molecule in the body. And if um, you're not getting the good stuff, you're going to definitely be getting the bad stuff, and it's going to have a big effect uh, on that, and then uh, last but not least, I want to thank O2, Mark over there at O2 Health Labs, and uh, basically the endorsing partnership that we have to be able to um, take care of, well, my guys, my people. I'm selfish on that end. Is uh, mm. Anybody who works with me gets that uh, amenity to be able to be taken care of completely as part of uh, the whole package and the whole program, and that means a lot to me in addition to the chronic care that they provide. Mm-hmm. And uh, am I forget anybody, Carlos? No, sir. That was everybody right there. And uh, so we want to let people know how they can ask Raymond questions or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can DM us on Instagram. It's training underscore lab. Training again is spelled T-R-E-I-G-N-I-N-G, lab. And also at our website, 
Or you can email team at traininglab.com and our website is traininglab.com slash podcast. There will be a link there as well. And, uh, well, I'm going to let Ray and Colby, I'll let Colby go first because I'm a gentleman. Ladies, I always go. go first. But I want to preface, thank you so much for making time thank yeah, uh, thank to you. be here today. And uh, also for getting me up early and not showing up. And, uh, <laughs> just, He's not going to let that down. Uh, He's no, not. Oh, yeah. Uh, tomorrow. We rescheduled for tomorrow, right? There you go. Or, or tonight. Like, no, what's up? Okay. Yeah, but uh, Colby, go ahead and close no, and then we'll hand it to you. You know, thank you so much for having us. I mean, um, this past has been almost a year now that we've been with you guys. It, Training Lab is truly a special place, and we're very, very blessed to be a part of such a, an amazing, wonderful family, and we're very grateful. So We're grateful to have yeah. you. Uh, yeah, we're just we're very fortunate and blessed. I mean, uh, God puts certain people in your path at certain times in your life, um, and uh, we felt that you guys have been placed in, in our path to, to help us grow as, as, as uh, a family. In relationships you guys set an example not only um through your words and your wisdom but as a family you know through your your marriage and things like that with you and monica is something that i aspire to have with my wife um so i just want to thank you uh for opening up literally your home <laughs> uh to us uh remember you know that first fight when you came in, the first time you think you came in and she had that plate of brownies yeah in, yeah you're on, wait, cut, wait, i was waking up get... oh. and you're like oh coach that's not nice. they gave me brownies i, I, I wasn't teasing was i no. I'm like I'm like coach. I'm cutting weight. He's like, here's a brownie, Ray. Trust me. I was like, all right. It was it was good too. Huh? So, it was like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we're very grateful for you sharing your family, your home with us, and stuff like that. It's uh, you know, it's it's an amazing feeling to 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 really feel the family orientation. I don't think blood could make any of us any closer. Um. So we're very grateful, fortunate, and blessed, and, and thank you for providing such a an environment for us to uh, really work hard towards our crafts and, and, and providing this facility for us. So we're very grateful. Change the world, make it a better place, huh? Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh, Training Lab Strong Podcast number six. Uh, God bless you all. Hope you have a great day. Thank you.